I want to talk this evening on Peter's response to the question Jesus asks of him, and of course us, who do you say I am? You know, life is full of questions. Questions are in our minds and on our lips almost constantly from an early age to the grave. What am I going to do with my life? What will I become? What will tomorrow bring? How will my children turn out? Then there are the philosophical questions. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? How many angels can fit on the head of a pin? We could go on and on, but you know the sort of question I mean. Not only do these practical questions beg for an answer, but there are also questions concerning our spiritual lives. Am I really saved? When I die, will I really go to heaven? Why does God allow such tragedy to exist on earth? Our Gospel reading takes us to the district of Caesarea Philippi, an area of about 25 miles northeast of the Sea of Galilee, about 120 miles from Jerusalem. The region was strongly identified with various religions. It had been a centre for Baal worship. They had shrines there to the Greek god Pan. And Herod the Great built a temple there to honour Augustus Caesar. It was in the midst of this pagan superstition that Peter confessed Jesus as being the son of the living God. And it was probably within sight of Caesar's temple that Jesus announced he would not yet establish his kingdom. He would build his church. He looked at his disciples and in a moment of reflection said, Who do the people say that I am? The disciples began sharing with Jesus what they had heard. Some say you're Elijah. Others say John the Baptist. Still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Interestingly, you can speak of Jesus as a prophet, a holy man, a teacher or a spiritual leader and few will object. But speak of him as the Son of God, divine, of the same nature of the Father, and people will line up to express their disapproval. Muslims will say, Prophet, yes. God, no. Jews will say, Teacher, yes. Messiah? No. Modern religionists will say exemplary man? Yes. Divine? No. Dear friends, who do you say Jesus is?
In our pluralistic society, we've been guilty of watering down the gospel message and the name of Jesus for quite some time in an attempt to not offend other people or their beliefs. We choose to speak of Jesus very little or not at all. We accept the idea of God and we admit to trusting him, but then we go our separate ways. Jesus then asked the disciples, Who do you say that I am, beloved? For a right confession of Jesus is paramount paramount to our very salvation. That's from Romans 10. And Romans 10 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 1 John 2 verse 18 says, Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. When Peter answered the question with, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God, Jesus answered, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Jesus knew it was time for a deeper training of his disciples. The Lord knew that Peter and the disciples could now be led into new steps of deeper truth and service. Jesus' ministry was also turning in a new direction. Soon he would be going to the cross. Once the Holy Spirit reveals Christ in our lives and we make the confession of faith, It is not the end of the journey, it is the beginning of being transformed. We're then called to read and study scriptures, to have a daily open line of communication with God, associate with other Christians, worship together. And we are to spread the good news to those that God puts into our lives. We are to be the instruments of the Holy Spirit to reach others. In these passages, we have the first mention of the church in the scriptures. Now the church is still in the future when Jesus spoke these words and was formed on the day of Pentecost and is composed of all true believers in Christ, both Jew and Gentile. We're called to be a distinct society known as the body and bride of Christ with a unique heavenly calling and destiny. Be clear about this. 
The church is not just Anglicans, Methodists and Baptists. The church is not just Protestants, Catholics or Messianic Jews. It is not just the people that we like or get along with. It's composed of all true believers in Christ. Peter saw past the man and saw the divinity hidden in Jesus. So he could cry out, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. There are times we look, but we don't see. This was not one of those occasions for Peter. Not everyone is able to recognize a person of greatness immediately. There's a story I like of an organist who was practicing one day in a great church in Europe. A man came up to the organ loft and asked if he could play. The organist looked at him and thought to himself, I really shouldn't let him play, just look at him. He's unshaven, his clothes are dirty, he looks like a down and out. So he told the man, no, I'm sorry, you can't play the organ. But the unkempt stranger asked again and again. Finally, the organist gave in and let him play, thinking he would play for a short while. But then suddenly, the man's fingers danced over the keyboard in a way the organist had not heard in his lifetime. The stranger played on and on. The organist was spellbound. When the stranger got up to leave, the organist couldn't contain himself. Who are you? What is your name? The stranger looked over his shoulder and said, My name is Felix Mendelssohn. The organist gasped and said to himself, I almost didn't let the great master play. I almost missed knowing who he was. Dear friends, don't miss the opportunity of knowing who Jesus Christ really is. Through the resurrection, Jesus Christ would conquer death. Death would not hold him, and death would not be able to hold any of his people. Christ would storm the gates and deliver the captives. Gates, scripture, represents authority and power. The gates of Hades then would symbolize the organized power of Satan and death. Hell, as we are all aware, is the final destiny of all unsaved people after the judgment. We read in Revelations 20. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. And books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done 
as recorded in the books. There's a story related by Dr. Criswell, an American pastor who found himself seated on a plane beside a well-known theologian. They naturally started to talk. The man told Dr. Creswell how he had recently lost his little boy through death. The pastor listened as he told his story. He said his son had come, come home from school with a fever and we thought it was just one of those childhood things but sadly it was a virile form of meningitis. The hospital doctor said we cannot save your little boy. And so this professor, loving his son as he did, sat by his bedside to share this death vigil with his son. It was the middle of the day, and the little boy whose strength was leaving him and whose vision and brain were getting clouded said, Daddy, it's getting dark, isn't it? The professor said, yes, son, it is getting dark, very dark. Daddy, I guess it's time for me to go to sleep, isn't it? He said, yes, son, it's time for you to go to sleep. The professor said his little boy had a way of laying on his pillow. So the young boy laid his head on his hands and said, good night, Daddy. I will see you in the morning. He then closed his eyes in death and stepped over into heaven. Dr. Creswell said the professor didn't say any more after that. He just looked out of the plane window for a long time. And then he turned back and looked at Dr. Criswell with the tears streaming down his cheeks and he said, Dr. Criswell, I can hardly wait until the morning comes. Dear friends, the morning is coming and we will see our loved ones who are with Christ. Jesus told us the gates of hell, the gates of death shall not prevail against his church. Remember our Lord's words. Who do you say that I am? The important thing is not what others say, but what you say. Are you ready? If you died today, would you be absent from the body and in the presence of the Lord? Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Brothers and sisters in Christ, the answer lies in your hands. Amen.